Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday 9th of August 2020. Katie Loffman speaking on Why I Am Still a Christian. Hi, I'm Katie Loffman and I'm a lay reader here at Christchurch. I'm a Christian because I was brought up that way and I stayed a Christian because it worked and I never saw any reason to change. And I'm still a Christian because it gets better with age and it helps me to make sense of the world I see around me. I gave a talk on why I'm a Christian a few years ago, so if you want to hear about that, you can find the sermon on ccnm.org's Why I'm a Christian page. Like Stephen, who spoke last week, my parents were both Christians and much of my extended family. That's my mum in the picture with my daughter Iona and my dad, who was a clergyman and a curate at Christchurch when I was at junior school. I went to Christchurch School in Elm Road. I can't remember a time when I wasn't a Christian, but of course we grow older and our faith evolves and it turns out I'm still a Christian. Living through this time of international crisis hasn't altered my faith, although it has altered my view of the world a bit. During a time of crisis, people can go one of two ways. Some are tempted to blame God. They question his goodness, and some lose their faith altogether and become bitter. But for me, it's the opposite. It's made me feel the need to cling to God even more, to draw deeply on my faith, to try to make sense of what's happening. And that gives me a vital strength that I couldn't do without. So how do we apply our faith in a time of crisis? Reading the more historical parts of the Bible, I've become acutely aware that much of it was written during times of crisis. Times of suffering on a national level such as slavery, oppression, exile, and on a personal level including persecution, childlessness, poverty. The Bible does talk about how to be a Christian when you're well off and comfortable and times are good. But the bigger question today is, how can you still be a Christian when times are tough? I think one key to finding the answer to that question is in the parable of the wise man and the foolish man who built houses, one on rock and the other on sand. Both houses were subjected to the same storm, but one stood firm and the other fell flat. The difference was in their foundations. What that parable says is that when times are peaceful and good, when there's no storm, it's important that we build firm foundations for our faith. It can be tempting for the foolish Christian to neglect God because they're happy and busy and they don't feel their need for him. Then when that person runs into a crisis, they find it hard to hear God or to make sense of things because their faith hasn't been nurtured. It's not strong. So something like Covid comes along, or maybe some personal problems, and they don't have a strong enough faith to fall back on. It's hard to invest in our faith when we're in the middle of a tough time. The wise Christian perseveres with God all through the good times, reading the Bible and praying, going to church and home group, 
praying for God's wisdom and guidance and praising him for the, all the good things in life. As a result, a huge amount of treasure is stashed away in their brain or in their soul. They know lots of things. When a time of suffering or a time of crisis comes along, how do those wise Christians make sense of what's happening around them? They can go to the Bible and to their storehouse of Christian wisdom and rummage through the verses and principles they've learnt and find something to help. God brings to their mind things they've known for ages, but now they take on a deeper meaning. Verses they've read hundreds of times suddenly come to life with a new relevance, as the wise Christian realises that they speak right into the situation they're in. Perhaps they hear God speaking through those verses, and it helps them get through. When they look back, they see their faith has got stronger. I wonder if you've had that experience. It happened to me when I was in a really difficult situation. I was so overwhelmed I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do all the things that we're told to do as Christians. Do loving things for people, share my faith, fight for justice, whatever. I could barely read the Bible. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to pray for. I didn't even know what to hope for. So I thought, what does God want me to do? How do I follow his will for me when I can hardly do anything? Then I remembered what I've been taught my whole life, right from when I was a little child. That our main purpose in life is to glorify God. At that time, when I felt I could do nothing, I just prayed that God would glorify himself in my situation. I just prayed that over and over again, every day, in every decision. And amazingly, he did. Things turned a corner, and I was overwhelmed by God's love for us and his provision for our family. It was completely miraculous. I prayed that prayer again more recently, that God would be glorified in my situation. I was going through a really stressful time at work. The office politics were horrendous. My boss was off sick with work-related stress and I was trying to hold the department together. Everything I tried to do to make things better just seemed to make no difference at all. People senior to me were driving an agenda that I couldn't follow and I felt overwhelmed. Again, I didn't know what to pray for or what outcome to hope for. So again, I prayed that however th things turned out, that God would be glorified. I prayed for him to work through my actions as I tried to spread peace. And I prayed for him to redeem that situation. Quite frankly, I don't really know whether my prayers were answered. My boss and I ended up leaving, and good has come out of that, but we were very disappointed that things didn't work out well for us to stay. I don't know how God was glorified in that situation, but because I prayed for that, and because he says we were created for his glory, I trust that he was glorified somehow, in people's hearts, in ways that I couldn't see. 
Looking back three years later, I do think my colleague and I are better off out of there, but I wish it didn't have to be so messy at the time. Please, God, glorify yourself in this situation. It's what I'm praying now in this coronavirus crisis. The needs seem so great, it's hard to know where to start with praying for it all. But looking for God's glory in it seems like a good place. And I think God is glorifying himself. He's prompting people to remember better values to live by. Some are finding a better work-life balance, perhaps with less commuting. Many of us are rediscovering the importance of community and looking after our neighbours. And of course there's the bravery and dedication of the nurses, doctors, carers and all sorts of other key workers risking their own health to take care of the rest of us. All these things bring glory to God. As well as that, scientists from all over the world are coming together to understand the disease and find a solution. This is leading to some of the fastest scientific developments ever. All these are signs of God working in the situation, and there'll be millions more that we don't see. God bringing good out of evil to bring redemption, and we glorify him for that. But the pandemic has revealed some bad things too. The stresses of dealing with such a huge public health emergency has shown up some of the inadequacies of our government. A democracy is built on trust, and if politicians break that trust, there are consequences. The politics of Covid has made people less tolerant of lies and self-interest from their politicians. Unmasking some of the hypocrisy and vested interests. And my prayer is that that will lead to a change of heart and more transparency as MPs work to regain the respect of the voters. Over the last five months we've become more aware of how stark the inequalities are in our society. The number of people resorting to food banks, the pent-up frustration of people of colour, the pay gap between rich and poor, even within the same company. Many people are demanding change and trying to find ways to make things better. All these conversations are good, and my prayer is that they will lead to greater fairness and a kinder society in this country. So what has that got to do with God? Why am I still a Christian throughout this pandemic? Well, the way I see it, the problems of the world are so big, and evil is a pandemic in itself. So the only thing that can tackle that is God. Where else is there to turn? Everything else, politics, neighbourliness, even science can only go so far. But only God is more powerful than all of those. We frequently say in church that God is the ruler of the universe, the king over everything. Now we see what's going on in the world now. Do we really believe that? Well, that's something I've been trying to put into practice recently. But actually, the world hasn't changed. It's always been full of suffering of all kinds. You only have to look at the Bible or the news to see that. So our faith doesn't need to change. Now is the time to apply the beliefs we've always had. 
to build on our foundations of rock. If we say in church that God is the creator of the world and he is in control, then we need to apply that belief. And we apply it by looking for God working in the situations around us, by seeing the green shoots of God's blessing growing through the darkness. We apply it by praying for his love to be shown in the suffering and for greater justice to come out at the end. But we also apply it more actively. We act on our belief that God is in control when we work towards love and justice. All those small things that make a difference, as well as the big things that change the world, whether it's helping with food deliveries, or opposing racism, or challenging our employer or our MP about greater equality, all those things are expressions of God's power over evil, and they advance his kingdom. They glorify him and they bring redemption bit by bit. But we still live in a fallen world and in recent months I've become more acutely aware of what that means. I said at the beginning that this pandemic has altered my view of the world a bit and it's made me see that evil really is a pandemic in the world and always has been. Evil runs through everything like the marbling of fat in a good steak, or the writing in a stick of rock. The tensions of the Covid pandemic have made that evil more starkly visible. Those streaks of injustice, dishonesty, cancel culture, self-interest, oppression, they seem to run through everything, even the good things. But I know, because the Bible has told me many times that God is in control, and has defeated evil. But at the moment, sometimes I find it hard to see the reality of that in the world as a whole. But this is where I can rely on my faith. It's precisely because of that that I am still a Christian. I can't trust in my own understanding because it's so hard to get to the truth of what's really going on. And people with vested interests are deliberately making it harder but I can trust in the truth of Jesus and the truth of the Bible. The wise man built his house on the rock and the Bible tells us that Jesus is the rock on which the right wise Christian builds his faith. God is in control and Jesus has defeated cosmic evil in a way that I can't quite explain. I only see the world from the perspective of a single individual with very limited vision. But I've seen Jesus defeat various evils in my own life. Illness, hardship, despair. So despite my limited vision, that gives me an insight into what God is like. And because of that, I feel that it's okay to trust him to defeat evil on a much greater scale. Jesus has proved to be a rock that I can build on for myself. And Ephesians 2 verse 20 says that Jesus is the rock that the whole church is built on. So it seems reasonable to believe that I can trust him to be a firm foundation for the whole world too. God is in control and he will glorify himself, even in the most awful of crises. So why am I still a Christian? when times are tough in the middle of a crisis? Well, the short answer is, how can I not? What else is there? 
like the rocks which take millions of years to form. Our faith, my faith, was formed over millennia for such a time as this.